putting a mirror on the wall where we take the time to reflect deep inside ourselves to make a positive impact not only within our lives, but within the lives of those who surround us. All right, so this is our test pilot for the Mirror on the Wall podcast. Um, my name is Victor Ochoa, and I have Gary Folks. All right, guys, so uh, here it is. We've been talking about doing this for a while. We've just kind of been back and forth, not really knowing how to go about this, you know, um, and and it was one of those testimonies to where too much analysis causes paralysis, right? <laughs> right. So we were paralyzed a little bit on, on, on getting started, but here we are, you know, giving it the, the first go around to see how, how this is going to sound, what it looks like, what, you know, what it feels like and trying to make this, I don't know, uh, something that, that could be, um, that could be of service to others that um that are experiences um in this road recovery as well as you know um you know reflecting on on our accountability as individuals um it looks like now versus what it looked like before right right so uh what we'll do today um to start off gary why don't you go ahead and start off tell us a little bit about you what you know, who you are, where you come from, you know, what brings you to this point of your life and what it looked like before. All right. Well, good afternoon, everybody. So my name is Gary, folks, as we had talked about earlier. And uh, really what brought me to this point was waking up one day and realizing that because I hadn't taken the time to stop and look at how my actions affected myself and those around me, I woke up a three-time felon drug addict <laughs> living in a sober living. <laughs> and at some point, I had to stop and look in the mirror and see who am I and what is it that I want to do with myself. Mm. And more importantly, what does that action look like, right? Right. Because at this point, um, like we said, even at the beginning of this, uh, we can do a lot of reflection and we can do a lot of thinking, right? And we can think ourselves into something. And then if any of you are like me at times, you can also think yourself right out of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so uh, taking that action and that's where that, a lot of that fear is that action, that what if, like, am I good enough for this action? What if I fail? But you're already failing if you're not taking that action either. Mm. So that's a lot of kind of like where this came to is just deciding that what do I want better in life? Willing to take that look in the mirror, right? And not look at it like how, because, you know, normally like I would look in the mirror when I could see, right? It was that, uh, and we'll get to that as well. <laughs> but uh, when I would look in the mirror, I kept looking in the mirror as how do others see me, right? Is this how others see me? Rather than taking the time to look in the mirror to see how do I see myself? 
and not being afraid of how I see myself, right? Not to uh, beat myself up or condemn myself, right? But as what I've said before, that compelling myself, like, what, where is it that I want to make those changes, right? Mm. It's like when you look in the mirror and you're doing your check in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, like, okay, look like I need to brush my teeth. Okay, oh, and you know, it's about time to make that appointment with the, with the uh, go get a haircut, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, right. so that's that analogy. Look, okay, time to get a haircut. You need to look at life. Say, okay, you know what? I ain't even keeping my stuff clean, right? I can't even yeah. keep my room clean. So you, so, you take that. <laughs> definitely. And and it's one of those things where, like, you know, how how much, you know, how far is too far and how much is enough, you know? Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about how, what it looked like before you started making these reflections and started taking this, this road of accountability, right, for your actions and started to, you know, because for me it took a while before i even realized that i wasn't doing certain things in my life for myself like i wasn't being accountable right and and, and i was just kind of like existing right right um but i i couldn't see it i was blind right right um and not understanding why this blindness was happening you know right. emotional mental uh spiritual blindness was happening right uh was a big factor so what was it like before so so before what it was was like i was constantly jumping from one thing to the next thing one thing to the next thing like a jack of all trades and a master of none right right because i would learn it just enough to be like i got it i got it it looks good on the outside surface right how do i look to those around me right but i'm constantly uh drowning under um uh, my expectations, not only for myself, but the expectations that I have put upon myself or, uh, from others. Mm. And, um, and so it constantly just wanted to run. I was just overwhelmed, right? So I chose to run, like, do drugs and, and escape women and, and, and just anything that could get me away from adulting or having to take that time to really look. And I just felt myself constantly just overwhelmed. Um, and then... And then one day it just hit that, like, so I'm blind as well, right? And so one day I looked at that, and I had to look at that and say, there were some things that maybe we could have done to uh, to save my vision. Right. So you're physically blind. Physically blind, right. right. And so I just had to stop and just look at life and say, look, what, are, what am I going to do at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Am I going to sit and wait to die? Or am I ready right. to start living? Right? Because right. it just became so. Uh, basically, what happened, I ran myself into a corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I just couldn't get out. I didn't okay. punch as many holes as I could in the wall, but uh, the wall was still there. Right. Okay. And, and I just had to make that decision that I wanted to live for something. Right. right. Live for myself. Um, so, in your life, don't interrupt right there. Mm -hmm. but, so, um, now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get a picture of, of how did you get to this point where you were you found yourself in this corner, right? Um, what and how did it did it progress to that funnel point, right? Which is that corner where it's just no more wiggle room. There's no more excuses. There's no more you know uh, justifications and rationalizations on why we do this. But how was it that you got to that point, like? You know what caused this this uh, unveiling, I guess, of our lives when 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 we're when we're out there gunning and running. 
it it just it just after all it it kind of just all came together if i'm understanding you correctly it all just came to that i i have treated that life that i have and i have no excuses but myself i've used up all the excuses <laughs> right i've blamed everybody i could blame except for myself right right because those were perfect excuses because who wants to who wants to look in the mirror <laughs> and say you did this right <laughs> right right and i got to that point where i was like no more no more right and i stopped and at one point i was like look like i was brought up better than this i more importantly i know better than this so tell us a little bit about that. How were your upbringings? You know, so my my upbringing, you know, and I love my parents to death, right? right. They, did, they did the best they could with what they have. So I want to go ahead and get that disclaimer out, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know we love our parents, right? Right, of course. And you know, and and God knows my kids, you know, may have their own views <laughs> on my parenting. But the biggest thing was like I was a product of my environment, right? Like in my neighborhood, ah. Uh, I was, my dad brought me up with education, right? So being as a black man, right? Like I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, uh, lower middle class, and it was uh, too black to fit in with the white, but too, uh, but too white acting <laughs> mm. to be with the black. So it just put me in this middle of constantly wanting to prove myself. And so mm, what society... Okay. yeah. What society said is a good man, right? What a society is a good man, and what is a good black man, and then what is a, a cool black man, and all mm. these things that I felt that I had to live up to and these expectations, right? Too much uh, influenced by music and the people around me, right? The mm. cool guy, what I thought was the cool guy, was the guy that had the nice car and, and the women and the money and the cool clothes, right? Um, and so why I chased those dreams ironically enough the more empty i felt like i could have a closet full of the latest jordans and polo and you know i'm from the 90s so polo and jordans you right. know uh and uh the women and then and then phone full of women and still feeling lonely mm. yeah right yeah what, what do you think right like so, yeah, so no, I, what, I what are your thoughts with that? that like like how how is your upbringing you know, I so I'm a, I'm a foreign national. I was I was born in Mexico, and you know my upbringing. As I recall it, growing up as a kid, there was always family around, right? right? And but there was um, there wasn't a lot of money, right? You know, um, there were struggles, and, and there was you know family issues as always. But there always was family nucleus around me, right? Like cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and parents around me. So when my mom decided to um, pack up and 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 uh, and leave, um, and come to the states, you know, she dragged us right along with her, right, separating us from that that comfort zone, that <clears throat> nucleus, right, right. So we didn't have that growing up, but nevertheless, we still had principles, we still had morals bestowed right. upon us, right. We never had expectations though, and, yeah. and people talk about like expectations are not good, right, but. <laughs> When I talk about expectations, I talk about, you know, I was never told you're supposed to go to college. 
Right. You know, I was always bullied by my stepdad, you know, regarding, you know, you're a cholo, you're, you know, this and that. And, <laughs> right. you know, I remember breaking down one day and really upset because him and his friend were just, just, just clowning on me, bro. Right. Um, I was maybe like 10, 11 years old. And, and I got, I got really upset. And I told him, like, why can you call me a, you know, motherfucking attorney or something? Like, <laughs> why, why, why do I got to be a cholo? Why do right. I got to be this? Why do I, you know, so. <laughs> I can recognize that the you know a lot of people say that reverse psychology don't shit don't work on me. <laughs> reverse psychology really didn't work on me, right? Because why? Because I lacked an, uh, uh, an identity of my own. Right. Uh, being separated from my family right. at such a young age, I was like ten years old, um, and, and we had a lot of instability. You know, parents got divorced very uh, right. young. Mom, you know, um, mom. mom struggle you know right. uh, um, at a very young age right with having two two kids and 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 dad was a rolling stone you know he was a right. rock star and you know uh out in mexico and whatnot and um he started his own family so all of that encompassing i mean i can right. break it down to you know where it all even where their their situation is i could take their inventory too but uh, ultimately <laughs> what it is is for me, being separated created this this um, this anxiety, right? This right. fear, um, which I have now. As I began to um, embark in, in this recovery journey for myself, mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically, um, I recognize that everything that happened in my life was fear driven, right? And it all stemmed from the fact that I was afraid of separation. Right. right, because I was always alone. I grew up alone, so automatically, through many you know counseling sessions, I came to <laughs> the understanding that right, I was in survival. Therapy is good, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ther therapy helps. It's not you know, it's not all. It's part of it, yeah. but it really helps uh, unveil some things. And for me, it was the fact that I was on survival mode all the time. Yeah. Um, and. A lot of my behaviors, a lot of my decisions, a lot of my actions were fear-driven. Right. Stemming from that survival mode. See, see, and as you, as you bring that up, right, I can think about that too, right? Because uh, my dad grew up in a big family, right? Mm -hmm. But we're out here in Arizona. We we're in Germany, and then we we're out here in Arizona. And all of my other relatives are back east, right? So it was just us. And he always just brought me and my brother. So we still felt like I didn't get that experience of cousins and and grandma you know grandma came into town once in a while right but it wasn't that i didn't have that same bond of it and and like i could feel that my entire life was always about seeking outside connection mm -hmm. and seeking right. uh to fit into other people's mold as opposed to fitting into myself right i didn't you know and again like this is not to they did the best they could right but i didn't feel like i was giving it opportunity to show it who what is the identity that I want to create for myself, right? My identity was I am I am a child who does what he's told. Right. <laughs> Goes to school, gets good grades. Yeah. And then, like you said, those long lectures of uh, why don't you stop doing what you're doing so you could, you know, be a lawyer or a doctor. Mine were, oh, you're gonna you're gonna be somebody's bitch in prison, right? You know, only girls mm. are gonna like you are the big girls, right? Shout out the big girls, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> But like these are the things that uh, these are the things that were conditioned into me, right? You know, they, you know, uh, 
it's funny at one point they tell you sticks and stones may break my bones but words don't hurt well whoever what? said that you know it's full of shit yeah. <laughs> so you know i'm saying uh there's been words out there that have really stuck to me to my core and mm -hmm. the older i get and something new comes that's a struggle or brings on that fear that you were talking about earlier how many how can you really maybe you can relate to how many times you sit back to all those things you were told back then that just sprout back up to your mind automatically whether you no matter how much work you've done how much therapy right. that thought just hits you again right oh and yeah it's like yeah oh yeah you know like mm -hmm. like i just finished the school i just finished the school program right now and 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 I've proven to myself I can do a lot, right? I went to finish this blind, uh, this blind program, right? Comprehensive program to live independently blind. And as I start the new school program, which I know I have the skills to do, it's in me like I'm at the bottom of that hill again. Like, you're not good enough for this. You're not mm. going to be able to get a job or you're going to get this certificate and you're going to fail. You're a right. fraud. <laughs> you know? And, 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 Everything that I've learned about my growth and my therapy and my self-confidence has immediately started right at ground zero again because of all those thoughts that I figured I've outgrown, right? Like, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been told that in like almost 30 years, but yet they're still come up to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a video that I, that I, um, a recovery video that I, that I, um, that I really like. Uh -huh. And, um, and it's by Dr. Bobo. Um, uh, it's called Best Explanation About Recovery, right? Or Addiction. Okay. Right? Because oh, in my yeah, story, because there, there's addiction in my story, right? Right. Uh, to various things, not only substances, but uh, codependency, cult, sex, um, even arcades, bro. Right. My... my my um my addict behaviors developed and, and and manifested themselves at a very young age so um i came to understand through that video that you know a lot of that is trauma based right so and we also we also uh you sent me a video too about um our bodies reacting to that trauma right right and and how uh Physically, we actually begin to feel it. So we stop holding ourselves. We, you know, we, we lay in the bed a little too long. We, you know, right. we overeat or we, we avoid certain things like working out. And I can see that in my life a lot. Um, as much as I am working a program of recovery at this point, it still manifests itself. And it's an ever-ending, you know, never-ending, actually, uh, process. Um, so how how, you know... Do I just give up on it? Do I just say fuck it? It's just never gonna get better. Yeah. And that's but that's the key. That's the key word right there. Right. It it's progress. It's just it gets right. a little bit better every time. And and even though it still happens and it's gonna continue to happen, and those emotions are gonna continue to pop up and those thoughts are gonna continue to appear in our in our in our minds. But it gets better. The management of it gets better, right? Right. You know, the, ref the, the, the immediate reflection or being able to take immediate action and recognize it. Whereas before, I just didn't have that. Right. So everything was trauma and fear-based. Right. I didn't take this a second to not be impulsive. 
right because i was afraid because i was scared because this seemed a little bit too much like everything else that has happened in my life that just sucks and and it's just the way it is for me right yeah and the that weight was the, of all of it right yeah and i remember that that was one of the things like i hate it when people would tell me well you should already know um not to put in my well, i'm not even gonna say it but there was a very significant <laughs> person in my life that used to tell me you should already know right you know you should already you know you shouldn't that's just who i am that's just the way and i hated that but then i took on that right and then that yeah. very same in that very same relationship there was a lot of um verbal attacks right right and 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 everything that that person verbally attacked me yeah about wasn't happening in that moment right right and in that moment i would think about it and say that's not me right but because i had prior trauma right from separation right from being a foreign national, not speaking the language, being picked on, right. being marginalized, right. being separated. Um, and when I say separated, they would pull me out of class and put me on on special education classes away from the other kids. Right. Almost as if I was retarded. Right. Yeah, I'm, excuse the word. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> we're going to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Almost if I wasn't capable of understanding and being app to learn along right. with the other kids. You just you just didn't speak the language. I just didn't but speak they the treated language. you they treated you like you were like you like were uh, there was learning like wrong learning challenge. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and um so all of these things create insecurity. Right. You know, all of these things create um not being able to talk to the girls. Right. You know, and, and then being made fun of when you did try it. Right. Right. So it creates this this animosity towards wanting to excel at a certain point. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to certain people. And there's certain people just have this chemical reaction to certain things. Right. Right. Um, and I was one of those persons. I was one of those people that, that it happened to. So going back into everything is trauma-based. Right. To this day, I can still feel my body, my mind, my, my, my emotions um reacting right to certain things you know not, not not too long ago it just happened that right you know um had someone come back into my life and i you know immediately started building cows in the sky and and that codependency <laughs> and, and right but this time i caught it at a period of time where i was like you know what no this is not what i want this is not what i this is not where my energy is yeah. at right now right um, and see, and I think I think you bring up a good point right there, that like so when you're like doing recovery and and, and you're and you're and you're working through trauma, right? Like mm -hmm. we want to make it clear that like not everybody has trauma has done drugs to uh you know to get over their trauma, right? Like there's so many effects. It's just sometimes drugs are makes it pretty quick. You know, hey, I have a problem. I have to work on right. But when you get to this point, especially like where we're at in recovery. This is where it gets deep, where you really have to do that deep to see how is it affecting you now. Because obviously, if you see you got to stay away from drugs and alcohol, you see how that's messed up your life. But you're like, okay, am I am I overeating or am I overworking out or 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 am I seeking validation through you know women or or clothes, right? Like mm -hmm. I got I got two feet in like thirty shoes, right? Like <laughs> and, yeah. you know you know what I mean because. I have to watch and say, hey, is this something I'm doing because uh, this is something that I truly enjoy 
Or am I using these to give myself validation, right? Right. To get over my trauma, to compensate for trauma. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's 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 this need to fulfill this this void, right? This, right. This um to soothe this ache, right, from the rejection, right. Or in my case, it right. would be to soothe from. The disappointment of setting an expectation right on something that I had no control over right you know and but, and then and then out before in the past I would be very resentful at that right and but I would use that as be, fuel. You'd still be up on it right 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 like trying to like gotta make it work squeeze the and, life you out know, of it. <laughs> no, it, and you'd be like I don't want to talk to you no more and then five minutes later, what are you up to? Ah, right. You know, like, right, right. You, know, you just want to be, you just want to be heard. You want to let it out, and you want to let them know that you're upset. Right. But you're not gonna let go. Right. Right. You know, because right. You're, you're 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 not ready to deal with that void. Right. Right. Or or, or afraid of that the trauma of like because you're like this is gonna bring back all those because really that's what it is and you're bringing back all those feelings from childhood all back to I'm alone. Right. And I'm not worthy. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, but because of the deep work that you're willing to do daily, right? Like you're able to see this sooner and, and be like, okay, you know what? This isn't serving. And because I do, I am able to validate myself with myself, right? You're right. able to say, hey, this isn't serving me. This isn't for better for my higher, you know, this isn't for my higher purpose, my higher good, right? Right. And you're able to say, okay. And, and yeah, and, and it comes down to that. It, it's so I, it's the self acceptance part of it. Right. But mostly it's the ability to be able to cope with the things that come uh, in just daily life, just dealing with people in right. general, you know? Right. Um, and not allowing those circumstances to dictate how I feel about myself. Right. You know, um, how, how my struggle is less than, right. Or how my struggle is more than, and then try to use that as an excuse because nobody understands me because <laughs> nobody understands right. what I'm going through because, you know, um, I give everything and nobody gives anything right. in return. And, Right. No, and and uh, I'm I'm such a nice person, right? Yeah. And that was the biggest thing that I had. I had the biggest issue with. I thought I was a really nice guy. Yeah. I thought I was a really nice guy, and people would say you're a really nice guy. Yeah. But when I self reflect and and um and analyze, like, yeah. why did I get into so much shit, bro? Like, in so many, why yeah. so many broken relationships? Not right. not just girlfriends, like right. friends, friendship, right? Yeah, friendships, coworkers, you know, bosses or ex employers, and right. Why so many bro broken relationships? Right. I thought I was a nice guy. I thought they said I was a nice guy. Right. But then I think about it and I was like, no, I wasn't. I was a self-centered, <laughs> selfish, egotistical, you know. Right. Um, narcissistic, you know, tendencies. Right. To, to want to be accepted right right as long as you accepted me then i did everything but the moment you made me feel bad Ooh! about myself i will show you i'm gonna show you, you who yeah. i am yeah and i'm gonna get you <laughs> right because you hurt me <laughs> right because you said i was ugly i couldn't read i don't know <laughs> like right that. right right but 
but now you know and, and, it, and it all stems back into that survival mode that that drive right. you know uh for me it was you know based on on thinking that i wasn't good enough because i was not told but i was put in a position where they made me feel right not they but the system made me feel i wasn't good enough because of foreign national because i didn't speak the language right. because you know uh, social economical fucking background or right. whatever the case may have been but that was that and that's where it had to stop but i carried it and i carried it for over fucking 35 years bro right so one day i wake up and i'm fucking 45 years old and i'm like what the fuck right because you say we would talk ourselves out of it right you know i had the opportunities of businesses right i have opportunity i'm i'm that typical case I was that typical yeah. case of the individual that only if I was that I'm the only if yeah only if he would have got over himself only if we would apply himself right you know I had so much potential right I had all the potential in the world right. people believed in me people trust right. me trusted in me people um, were willing to invest in me. right and I just took it for granted right. You thought it would come at any time, or you would panic and not feel um, like, like you said, uh, like that. Uh, I think that video we were watching that one time uh, with the Tyrese, right? Like, oh yeah, treat, we're talking you about treat, yeah, treating that it was rented, right? Everything was rented. Your success is rented, so you, yeah, you know, you like you ever drive and you had that rental car you drove, like it's stolen, right? Because you got to give it back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're like, I'm not worthy. Or as soon as I start to truly enjoy this. Someone's gonna take it. You don't see any longevity in it. Yeah. yeah. People are gonna take it from you. They're gonna they're gonna only be nice to you to take from you your success, right? right. And uh man, I feel like I can really relate with that right. on, on like so many levels, right? And and I think like one of the things that like like to talk about here too is that like there's all this knowledge because I think you and I can both look at right, like um we know that deep down, right? We're 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 smart enough, right? But <laughs> right? That, that, that's the other thing. I, I, I was told I was too smart for my own good, right? So <laughs> right, but but when it comes to applying that action, right? Because right. we were taught. Because I think I think we took on whether whether I'm not going to say necessarily what we were taught, but what we learned from everything. What I feel, at least, I learned from everybody was that. What I don't know how to do, run, run from it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I chose to run from it because I didn't want to deal with all the pain, all that emotional pain. Right. So I just kept running and just kept running and just kept running, right? And now, as I look at things, my that's my biggest fight is not run from hard work because, like you said, like we have these great even even, even this right this podcast right. Hey, this has been. We didn't even tell you how many how long we've been working on this, right? Right. Until the day finally came where we just stopped and said, you know what? Good, bad. Let's just get it done. We're gonna just turn around and face it. Right. And and the beauty of that is that now we're applying it, right? The action. The action comes in. Because you know, a lot of times you may have heard this misconception, right? That knowledge is power, right? But it's applied knowledge as power. What good is all that in your brain if you don't apply it? Yeah. And willing to look into that fear and turn around and say, yeah, I am afraid. I am nervous. I am scared. I do at times feel all these things that are in me. Mm -hmm. But in spite of that, I'm going to do it anyways because I love me more than that fear. 
right. that I'm willing to stand up and fight for myself, right? Right. You can fight still in the face of fear, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I um, I think we're gonna end it with this because that's that's a good stop okay. point right there, cool. brother. You know, fear. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you know, I um, I think I, I mentioned it before, and I just want to, you know, reiterate it right now. It's like fear without hope. Um. It's just pain, bro. Yeah. It's just pain. But fear with hope. Yeah. It's just growth. It's a yeah. lesson. You know, you embrace it. You know, fear is still there. Yeah. But you have to have some faith. You have to have some hope. Yeah. You know, you have to believe in something other, you know, other than yourself that, you know, there's a purpose to to, to this madness that, that the world brings, right? Yeah. So, um today the fact that i don't collapse right on the fear it does paralyze me because how long it kept us from <laughs> getting on this mics right but right um but this is it like we, we're on it but we just did it we just you did came it. here said we're gonna do it and we did it yeah we pulled some triggers so yeah and we faced some fears <laughs> right and some insecurities right uh because even up to hit and record on this on this thing right. i was like oh well you know what let's Let's just you know have a meeting about having a meeting. Right, <laughs> right, meeting. right. I'm gonna go pee. And then, and then I'm gonna go yeah, exactly. Like so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I was gonna be productive in any other, yeah, <laughs> anything but this. Yes. Right. Are there any dishes that need to be washed? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Anybody want their oil changed right now? <laughs> right. I, um, <laughs> Got to keep myself busy. But um, so we're gonna stop it right there. I think uh, so. This is our first go around. Um. And 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 we're gonna keep figuring it out, man. But you know we're doing it now. Yeah, we're in it. So we're doing it. So All stay right, tuned. So once again, I'm Victor, and I'm Gary, and this is Mirror on the Wall. Yes. Yep. <laughs>